The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the program. Today for me, day 10 of uh, self-isolation. How are you guys uh, doing? I'm finding the days going by super fast. I don't know how other people are feeling, but today I did some art. I did some boxing at home, took some exercise classes on online. My, my gym, 360 Punch, is offering them online three times a day. So I started doing, did that, watched a really good Netflix um, miniseries called Unorthodox. It, that just came out on Netflix, which I thought was brilliant and was really good. And that was uh, pretty much uh, my day. Uh, coming up after 10.15, we're going to speak with a relationship and marriage coach uh, about maintaining your relationship strong or keeping your relationship strong during social isolation because, of course, you know, anxiety and financial insecurity and lack of social connection, all of that can be quite a dangerous mixture for a fragile relationship. And how are we all... Uh, coping with, uh, with this. I know, you know, some people say, well, it's like being on vacation with your partner, but it isn't because on vacation you have some freedoms, you come and go, you're visiting, you're doing stuff. So, uh, it, it is a definitely a different situation. And for relationships, it's trying. It's a, it's a pressure test basically for, uh, for marriages. So that's coming up after 10.15. But first, let me share a couple of things. I want to share a few stories uh, relating to the coronavirus and sex and relationships that I found. Some funny, a little bit lighter. Uh, and also, I'll start off with this. Uh, the Passion Poet sent me a lovely poem, uh, and he wrote it on behalf of all the listeners for my birthday, by the way. Uh, this is my birthday weekend, so I'll be spending that pretty much alone, but that's okay. I'll connect with people on house party. Uh, so I want to thank all of you for, for thinking of me. So I promised him that I would read it on the air, although I much prefer, anyway, he it would have been nicer if he had read it because it makes me blush a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, let's roll back the clock, go back some 56 years. Yes, I'm going to be 56. A little tap on the bottom, giving her first breath and tears. In the city of Casablanca, maybe inspiring her by chance, this beautiful city in Morocco, the world's capital of romance. Her family moved to Montreal. She soon got her degree, a graduate of McGill, Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. She earned her PhD. Helping others was her goal, expert in love, sex, and romance, and advisor a lost soul. We have all come to know and love her, a true angel in our city. She brought so many together and created the passion community. She is more than a beautiful woman. There is so much more to her story. Sunday is her special day, a birthday for Dr. Lori. We all wish you a happy birthday, and we all want you to know, thank you for coming to Montreal from Casablanca, Morocco. We send you this little poem filled with love and affection. The good wishes we send you is beyond comprehension. Thank you so much. That was really, really, really very sweet. So I appreciate that sentiment very much. A texter says, Passover Seder's big question, to have or not to have. Uh, you're right, Passover's coming up uh, in about, what, it's April 8th and 
9th, I saw a uh, an email from all the from the rabbis actually saying that under no circumstances should we be gathering with anybody outside of our immediate family, whoever you're self isolating with. So Passover is going to have to be very very small. Uh, the, the gatherings only within your family with whom you are isolating with. That is what I uh, what I heard. Um, let's see. I got another lovely email uh, from uh, somebody. If you saved any of my past emails, you will understand what I'm about to say. You saved me from an abusive man and gave me back my life once. And now during this pandemic, doing it again. You are a source of inspiration, a guiding light in difficult times. Hard to believe it was one night long ago. I was looking for an update on the radio on a snowstorm. I came across your show. Never dreamed it would change my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. That's uh, that's wonderful. How about some social distancing pickup lines? Let's be a little fun. Let's let's have a little bit of fun. If you have your own social distancing uh, pickup lines, I want to hear them as well. So send them along. Here's the ones that um, my researcher sent me. If COVID nineteen doesn't take you out, can I? <laughs> uh, is that hand sanitizer in your pocket, or are you just happy to be within six feet of me? Uh, since all the public libraries are closed, I'm checking you out instead. These are social distancing pickup lines. You can't spell virus without you and I. Baby, do you need toilet paper? Because I can be your Prince Charmin. Uh, I saw you from across the bar. Stay there. Without you in my life is as empty as the supermarket shelf. Hey, babe, can I ship you a drink? You can't spell quarantine without U-R-A-Q-T. A couple more social distancing pickup lines. I really can't stay. And baby, it's COVID-19 outside. <laughs> Do you have any of your own? Uh, oh, Passover alone, I'm 81. I'm fine and love to cook for my family. Well, you know, what some people are doing is they're cooking for their families and then I guess families are picking up at the doorstep and, and kind of taking the food, food home and, uh, and then a lot of people that I know and our family included, we're all gathering via, um, you know, one of these, uh, whether it's Zoom or house party or something else where everybody can, can be seen. And my dad is going to hold the Seder. It will say it for all of us. So we'll all be able to hear it. So we'll be together, but not together. That's pretty much how it's going to run in our household. When it comes to dating, there are a lot of people having FaceTime first dates during quarantine. So generally, dating in this day and age is not done through FaceTime. You see a picture, you swipe, you like, yes, okay, we connect um, via, via text or some messaging app, and then you decide to meet. So obviously nobody's doing it that way anymore, but I kind of like the way things are happening now because people are virtually dating. They are spending time together on FaceTime so they can actually see each other. They can read body language in, in that way. They can observe things, right? So this is what people are doing now. They're FaceTiming. And one article I read on BuzzFeed said they're still paying for each other via delivery uh, or they're paying for themselves. They're also turning each other down, <laughs> same as before, 
or they're struggling to come up with an excuse to turn someone down. They're getting all done up or they're dressing down. They're saying, you know what? You got to see me in my quarantine gear and that's okay. Um, they're bringing their cats. <laughs> they're making dinner for the date. And lastly, they're going on second date. So it seems to be working actually, which is, uh, which is nice. It's nice. So this is interesting, a little graphic, but interesting. Uh, the New York, New York City's Department of Health is warning the public about a whole new threat. You're going to think this is crazy, but yes, rim jobs. The city's health agency issued graphic guidelines for safe sex practices during the coronavirus pandemic. And while many were quick to take jabs at the agency for labeling masturbation safer than sex with a partner, most missed the backdoor rim shot. Yes, the city specifically called out rimming or using the tongue on the anal rim of another person for sexual pleasure as particularly dangerous in a jaw-dropping section of the public safety alert. They said, rimming mouth on anus might spread COVID-19. A virus in feces may enter your mouth. This is what the city warned in the section titled, Take Care During Sex. So they have a, the, the uh, NYC Health Department has a, a document about sex and coronavirus that includes a statement about rimming. I kid you not, this seems to be what is happening. So they're talking about uh, safe sex. They're saying masturbation will not spread COVID-19, especially if you wash your hands and any sex toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. So there you got you have it. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about how to manage your relationship during this quarantine period. That's after we check traffic with Lauren Glazer. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. So by this time next year, or nine months from now, do you think that the COVID divorce will be bigger than the corona babies? Be interesting to see. I have a feeling that a lot of uh, relationships are being put into a pressure test right now, and we want to kind of help you uh, tonight figure out how to navigate this and make sure that we maintain your relationship strong, especially during social isolation and when both people are working from home and you're with each other 24-7. To help us out, we've got Lee Wilson, who is a relationship and marriage coach. He's the founder of My Ex Back. His specialty, he helps people reunite with the one they love after a breakup or marital separation, but he's here to talk to us about how to maintain our relationships uh, during this pandemic. Lee, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Wonderful to be here. Great to have you on. So you talk about... Um, maintaining boundaries, even while in quarantine or self-isolation. Why is that important? Well, you know, some people just need solitude to sort of recharge because life is so much about ebb and flow. And for a lot of people, having something that just seems to stay the same can just drive them crazy, make them irritable. 
and uh, you kind of feel like you're just walking all over each other. And, you know, sometimes I'll have to be talking to a couple, and one of them will really appreciate their, their time of solitude. Maybe they'd like to just sit and quiet and read. And it can really hurt the other person's feelings. But they don't understand, you know, they take it personal. Right. You don't want to be around me. Yeah, pe- people don't often understand that a need for space is not a need to be away from the other person. It's just a personal need for that space. Absolutely. And especially if the other person doesn't share a similar need, and, and I've even had them say, but I, w- I don't want to break from you, you know, which really sets it up to where the other person feels bad and, and doesn't know how to communicate it. But especially now where the world is um, isolated usually with, with their family or, you know, maybe it's two people, maybe it's a household of four. Uh, there needs to be some understanding in that. And one thing that I've found that really helps, and it helps a lot of things, but that is the ability to anticipate. And what I mean by that is, let's say that during the day you have, let's say it's guy and girl, and the guy is someone who likes to have some solitude, and he either, maybe he plays video games, maybe he works, maybe he reads, and he just kind of likes to have some time on his own. Mm-hmm. I have found it really helps, especially if, let's say, that uh, his wife is hurt by this and doesn't understand. If they have plans, something to anticipate, even if it's, we're going to watch a movie tonight, we're going to have a glass of wine tonight, and she can look toward that, or if, if it's the guy who doesn't understand the need, if he can look toward that and it's something they're going to be doing later together. Yeah. I've, I've found that helps a lot. I think you're right. I think it is important, and, and one of the reasons is when you're working from home, you can forget and spend the entire, you can work far more than you would normally work when you're working mm-hmm. from home. So there's like no no cut, no 9 to 5, no, okay, now that I'm home from work, now we can have dinner and spend time together. So if you don't set those boundaries out within a schedule and make and actually make dates within this, I think uh, uh, you end up losing each other along the way. Absolutely. It's, it's going to all blend together. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not good. We need boundaries to maintain uh, passion also. <laughs> we need distance for passion. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, and too much is not good, but a little bit can be just right. Yeah, well, for sometimes when there's um, too much togetherness, for, for some couples, it, it, will, it can and might be the last straw when there's too much togetherness if they're already in a fragile state, I think. I agree. And, you know, one of the reasons, you've heard the phrase, intimacy breeds contempt. Mm -hmm. And basically it's the idea that when we have intimacy with someone, and I'm I'm meaning emotional intimacy, which uh, includes physical intimacy and mental intimacy, but... We're going to call it emotional, just that you're familiar with this person, mm-hmm. you know how they think, you know how they feel. What happens is is that of all people, they can get on your nerves the most, and it's partly because it means the most. You know, this person right. means the most to you, and so who they are, how they behave, all these things, it can affect you more than other people. And so I hear the phrase, 
you know, why is it we're nicer strangers? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a sad state. It's very true, but it's often because the stranger doesn't mean as much to us, and so they don't have the ability or the capacity to actually affect us as much. Yeah, that's a good point. But maybe too much of it. That's where the this is where boundaries are so important because yes, we we can get irritable, especially if you if you put in the the anxiety, the insecurities, the the lack of your usual social connections to to have that time that time that's yours. You end up in the same bubble for far too long when uh, when a healthy relationship is two separate bubbles that intersect. It's almost like there's no more intersect. There's there's just one bubble now. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And you need both. You need to be able to have time where you're an individual, but you also need to have time when you feel like you're sharing your heart and your life with this person intimately in this moment. Right. Um, you, another thing that I've noticed lately, um, there was a, I have a, a regular coaching client uh, who found my website, my com, and one of the things I had to tell both of them during this quarantine that we're on is neither of you are mind readers. And both of you need to know about the other person. Because yep. we're, we're, we're crowded with this person all day. And a lot of times when you want to make a point to someone, you don't want to have to say it. You want to just know. And then they get mad because they don't know what your problem is. And you get mad because they don't know what your problem is, and you think they should. So I have had several, especially just some basic coaching during the quarantine, having to tell people, both of you think that the other person is supposed to read your mind, and neither of you can do that. So you've got to spit it out. You've got to communicate and, uh, you know, take it as a a thing of pride that you love this person so much that you're not going to leave it to chance and guesswork. Exactly. Confide, can tell them, and the two of you mean enough together that you're going to do that and you're not going to just leave it to them having to figure it out. Exactly. We're speaking with Lee Wilson, a relationship and marriage coach. His website, myxbackcoach.com. Also with, um, you know, we all have different coping styles and sometimes we think that our partner should be coping in the same way or they may not understand why we're dealing with our anxiety in one way and they're dealing with it another way. So this is where that that guesswork has to be eliminated as well. But um, obviously those, cl- you know, these coping styles can actually clash. Like I'm thinking of... You know, someone, one partner may be kind of obsessively tuning into the news, like following every hour upon hour the development of this, of the virus. And then another partner might say, I I don't even want to hear about it anymore. And so you end up feeling maybe unsupported by the other. That sounds familiar. (laughs) <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people are going through this stuff. I have a texter who wrote in, I think if a relationship can survive these closed quarters conditions, it will survive anything. You may realize what it is about yourself that drives your partner crazy and find what uh, works around. So you have to, 
it, it's true. I told my daughter that the same thing. She has a, she's living with her partner in a one, in a one room loft. I'm saying, wow, if you survive this, you're good to go. <laughs> wow. That one, I, I think that's right. That's, this is like great basic training for them, isn't it? It really um, is. You know, one way to this is a positive because I'm, my, my dad programmed me to be an optimist. You know, he, he just preached it into me basically all my life. He always had a little positive spin to everything, it seemed like. And so I was, without even realizing it, I was just programmed to look for the positives. And one of the positives I can see of this is that it's an opportunity to, opportunity to lean on each other because if, let's say that the two were not in the house together or in the, the one bedroom together and this was having to be faced alone, this uncertainty, uh, even just the way that the media, though they're, they're great at informing us, you know, they're, I, my son actually asked me the other day, um, why do they just keep talking about it? You know, mm. they know we, we, we want to hear about it and we need to hear about it. And so that's what they're doing. But I keep thinking it'd be nice if we had a little break. Isn't it <laughs> wonderful to have someone to lean on? Because yeah. if you're just, I do actually feel for the people who just live by themselves. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, it, it, it's difficult for a lot of people. Lee, will you hang out with us a little while longer? Sure. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, building a, a strong relationship even within uh, this quarantine situation where marriages are under uh, a, a real pressure test right now with Lee Wilson, a relationship and marriage coach, after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. You know, I, like my guest, uh, Lee Wilson, a relationship and marriage coach, uh, is, I'm optimistic just as he is. And I really believe that this is a, this whole uh, self-isolation and quarantining and all of that could mean a lot of positive growth for couples. I think it can offer you a better perspective on life. Like sometimes I know I hear, I'm sure Lee hears it too, but couples who squabble over the littlest things and now this it can put a lot of things into perspective. It can uh, grow the appreciation for their relationship. Now that's the whole positive thing, but there are some couples I don't think will survive this uh the distancing due to the self isolation some of them because they can't see each other or they're distancing to uh, like they're apart for a long time or those that are living in very close uh quarters and as one texter pointed out if a, a, a if uh, this relationship can survive these close quarters conditions it will survive anything and uh, <laughs> i i kind of think that's kind of true lee <laughs> I, I agree. Um, this is, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't get the break and you actually have to stay with each other even more and interact with each other without that break, uh, how are you going to respond? Are you going to be able to show uh, grace to the other person when they're getting on your nerves? Are you going to be able to watch the tone, watch the words you say and be patient? So it's a, it's a training of how to, 
love someone, how to behave mm-hmm. around someone who you love, how to have uh, basically the acceptance that they have shortcomings, and so do you. And so you're, you're not going to treat them as you would someone who, uh, like I was saying earlier, intimacy, breeding, contempt, you're not going to treat them with contempt, but you're going to treat them with patience and love. And it's a crash course, especially for people who are used to having a large chunks of the day where they're away from each other. Exactly. You mentioned you mentioned also couples who maybe are in long distances. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I mentioned earlier, which I, I really like to tell couples is such a wonderful thing, is to have that anticipation of events together, plans. It's something to look forward to. And especially in the case of now we're maybe couples who were used to seeing each other a little bit, but now it's nothing, and they're only being, being able to communicate by phone. Having, even if you had little date nights, and this may sound kind of silly, but I do have clients who are in long-distance relationships. Sometimes they are on the other side of the country. Sometimes they're on the other side of the world. And some of them have started doing this, and this might sound a little cheesy to you when I first say it, but... <laughs> They will have a Skype or FaceTime date, and they'll have candles, and one of them will be in charge of music. Mm-hmm. I love that. That that reminds me of an episode of um, Big Bang Theory, where Leonard's girlfriend lived in India, and they would uh, organize date nights exactly like that, and then it would it would end with you know some some phone sex or whatever. But yes, and that can be all included in. In all of that, the good thing, too, is that if your partner is far away and you're in a long-distance relationship, you don't have to worry about them cheating because they're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) They're locked up, aren't they? That's right. They're locked up with you. Which couples do you think will not survive? Couples that will not survive. You know, I would think this would be potentially a really bad time for a couple who was on the verge of separation or on the verge of divorce, and they have really had some words spoken in anger, some yelling, um, and were just really to the point where they might have even felt hate for each other, mm-hmm. and now here they are, and they're, they're in each other's faces. That's where I would think that, especially with what's going on in the world, adding to our anxiety, and now we're around this person where really the two of them would need to sit down with someone, someone, uh, you know, professional and uh, such as yourself or, or to get some coaching. And now they're without that third party, without that guide, and they're already in a bad situation. I would think that for a lot of them it would be sort of where, where it just comes to a head. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe even faster than it would um, when they're not spending that much time together. So I have a feeling we're going to see that. And and I want to point out to our listeners, too, who are struggling in their relationships that psychologists and coaches and marriage coaches, we're all doing therapy virtually now. So um, that's uh, this this is going to be an industry that's going to explode soon. (laughs) It's like people are reaching out. So I'm doing sessions uh, virtually with with couples, and we're doing it through Skype or through FaceTime or, or what have you. So 
if you are struggling, reach out. Now, I, I also understand it's a difficult time for people because of financial insecurities as well, right? So people are kind of putting their therapies on the back burner, so to speak, because because they're insecure about what's coming and, and the money spent. But if you have health insurance, like a private health insurance, you'll still be covered up until, you know, now anyway, even if you... Um, are not working presently. So I, I know it is a difficult situation for a lot of people. Uh, one texter wrote in, and any relationship that is having issues, this is the time to take the time to talk it all out. No raising voices, no interrupt, uh, interrupting. Take notes so you can respond to points made and bring up issues you are experiencing. Any couple can work things out if they both really want to. Another optimist. That, that's right. You know, I- so I, I will I will throw a dash of salt on that in that in the situation we find ourselves where we're quarantined with someone and there's uncertainty you know is is the the, the norm for us at the moment. Um, if you decide we're going to work on this, we're going to talk this through, and we're going to try uh, to save this. It's important to take breaks. In other words. If things get too heated, or you know what, if, if you've been talking for an hour and it's, it's just negative and, you know, you're working through things, and sometimes that has to be the case. Sometimes you have to talk about the negative things. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just say, you know what, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's do something lighthearted. If you don't, <laughs> um, you want to talk about defensiveness, resentment, and anger that can happen while you're trying to fix it, even if both of you have great intentions. I really suggest taking a break and having even it would be wonderful if you took a break because you needed to get ready for one of those little uh, quarantine dates. (laughs) Yes, I think that's the most important thing that's come up tonight is make sure you have a quarantine date, whether it's to play a board game or sit down and have a cup of a glass of wine and a chat or even you can still maintain your distance if you need to. Um, but, but, you know, I'm in quarantine. My husband's not, so I have to stay away from him. It's not fun. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do have another one. This would be for a couple who doesn't have to stay six feet away from each other because they're, they're not, they're in, I guess, um, cautious quarantine, just like most of us. But right. if you can be within six feet of this person, you can have bath night. <laughs> and you can take bath, a bubble bath. You can sit in there and read with candles. You can chit chat. You can have music playing in the background. Some people really like that. Some yeah. couples really like that. Yeah, there's lots of things. It, it's now a chance to get creative, not just, you know, I like to get creative by doing like art stuff, but hey, you can get creative with your relationship. You can get creative. With the, with the kinds of things to, that, to have fun. It might be the first time you're playing board games in eons, and this is a good time to, to be able to, to do that. Lee, thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. If people want to find you, reach you, uh, get coaching, or read your book. MyExBackCoach.com All right, MyExBackCoach.com That is Lee Wilson, Relationship and Marriage Coach. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Lee. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Dr. Laurie. All right, take care and and stay safe. 
Uh, coming up, I have some uh, some of your texts, some of the COVID-19 pickup lines some people shared. You can share yours at 514-800. And what about porn watching amid the coronavirus outbreak? What's happening there? More, less, what do you think? Uh, that's coming up after we check traffic with Lauren Glazer. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. How's your relationship doing? Is your partner driving you crazy yet? Well, I've heard from a few people who actually are, are telling me very positive things about their uh, relationship that they are even surprised themselves as at how well they are getting along and, and how calm things are in their relationship. But I have a feeling it's not the case for everybody. Let me know how yours are doing, how your relationship is doing. We have Joanne on the line. Hi, Joanne. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm okay. I have a few questions. I'll see if I, I can answer like them. I like I can't, uh, I didn't hear anybody say it straight out. And you probably said it, but I didn't get it. Um, first, um, a few questions. You're not allowed to have any sex with your partner? No matter how long you've been together or whatever. No, you are. You are allowed. Yes, if you're if you are isolating together, uh -huh. then uh, yes, you might want to. If 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 there are any symptoms or what have you, you may not want to kiss because that's where where okay. it, the exchange of uh, of saliva. But there's no there's no indicators that you shouldn't be having sex with your partner if you are isolating together and uh, you're not. Uh, exposing yourself to others then uh then it's it's as safe as it can be okay but i'm a bit um confused now because like i work at a pharmacy and we're told to keep like six feet away from the customers yes so but how come i'm not supposed to keep six feet away from my husband well, first of all, you're living with your husband. Right. So to me, I, I mean, the only thing is, is that because you're out in the world mm -hmm. and you are in contact with people, you actually should be keeping distance from your husband, as far as I understand, because you're out there and he may not be. So yeah, he's not. Right. So you can be bringing home something without right. knowing it. So in that respect, I would say uh, keep that distance for sure. Okay, so then yeah. that means no sex. <laughs> Fine, get creative, okay, Joanne? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the only thing is we weren't sure, so we kind of did something. Should I tell you? <laughs> you don't have to give me the details. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so are we in danger now? Well, look, again, let's put it in perspective as well, you know, so it would mean that you caught you caught something and then transferring to him. Like, again, there's a chance, of course, because of your own exposure, but you're mm -hmm. not going to worry about it now. Just maybe from here on in, try and maintain some distance and practice phone sex instead, <laughs> or, uh, you know, okay. or, or mutual masturbation or something from a distance, you know, so, talk dirty to each other. I don't know. Um, there's also my daughter living here, so I should keep a distance from her also? Well, you're if you're out in the world, yes. So yes. How, how far do I have to keep a distance from them? 
Look, I'm no expert in all of this. I, I got to tell you in the COVID-19 thing, I'm just t- re- telling you what the, the indicators are from the, the guidelines are from the government. And yeah. they're saying the, the, the social distance, the physical distancing is important. So the six, the six feet, but more importantly, you've got to, everybody has to wash their hands always and wash surfaces that you touch. It's mm-hmm. much more important to see that you're not touching things in the house that they then touch. Okay. That's where, People are like uh, we we've been trying to use our own towels and stuff. Exactly, like that. in the kitchen towels. Maybe use your own bathroom if you have more than one bathroom. May, like figure it out so that not everybody's touching what you're touching because mm-hmm. you're out there in the and you're exposed to other people. Yeah. And thank you for your service, by the way. I, I know okay. you're putting yourself you're at welcome. risk by. Well, how long is it supposed to be going really, on for? Do I wish they? I knew. I wish I knew. I don't know. I'm in social isolation for another four days, and then I don't see myself going anywhere. So it's another self isolation at that point. So I'm really not, really mm-hmm. not sure. I, I think we're all a bit confused now. Also, yeah. like my daughter has a boyfriend. He stayed home for at least 17 days now because he had an operation. Okay. so But he, now can she see him? But she can't. Uh, if she's living with you and you're exposed to other people, then there's a risk that she exposes him. Oh, okay. That's how it works, right? Uh, it's like I told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on and so on. That's how it works. So because I've been out somewhere, yes. Yes. he can't come over here? No, not oh. if he's at risk. Oh, no. I see. All right. Mm. Joanne, good luck. I know okay. it's all very, very confusing, but I'm sure I think there's phone numbers and numbers you can you can call and government guidelines. They're, they're all out there on, on online. And go to the CJD 800 um, page also on, on the web, and you'll see information there CJD for you. CJD page? CJD800.com, yeah. Okay. com. Okay, thank all you All right, Joanne, much. thank you so much Bye. for calling. Good Bye-bye. Night. Um, you should always use your own towels. That's gross. I think she's talking about hand towels and dish towels and things like that. Um, I don't know how much longer this social distancing self-isolation is going to go on for. I wish I had the answers, uh, for that. Another text writes, I believe these challenging times will turn out to be very revelatory in numerous ways, especially with regards to relationships where people will either be more appreciative towards and connected with one another or contrarily realize they no longer resonate, thereby growing apart. Uh, I have to agree with you on that. I think it is, it's a test for a lot of, uh, relationships for sure. And many, uh, couples will come together, will get closer. You know, it's like getting closer against the common threat kind of thing. Uh, and for others, I think it will drive them, um, drive them apart. I have a couple of uh, earlier on in the in the show we were talking about COVID nineteen uh, uh, pickup lines. <laughs> I got a couple here. Please touch me. Let's quarantine together. Uh, another one. Even during the COVID nineteen pandemic, the most contagious thing is still your smile. These are good ones. 
I'm most impressed. And somebody wants me to mention this. Uh, um, Lori, yesterday you mentioned you weren't aware of the news airing in between your show, cautioning to avoid the west end of the city, where apparently 42% of the population is infected with the coronavirus. Well, today they specified the cities to avoid, so you may wish to share them with your listeners. Uh, mentioned were Cote Saint-Luc, Cote d'Inege, Outremont, Westmount, Mount Royal, Park X, NDG, and Hampstead. Those are the ones that were um, mentioned. Also, someone says, don't forget, wherever you go, you could get things on the bottom of your shoes. Oh, yes, that's another thing, too, is making sure that uh, if you go out, that you take your shoes off at the uh, in your entrance and you don't walk around where other people have access to that. It's true. You don't. These are things you actually don't, we don't think about on a regular basis. Um, on, the, on a regular basis. Uh, this brave lady on the front line proves people will keep having questions throughout the next few months, and it is easier to deal with these preventive and crucial questions during the calm before the storm. It's scary to think this is the calm before the storm, and I think we're all bracing for worse and bracing for um, for a storm, which is it's scary. It, it's anxiety-provoking, um, for all of us and, uh, and absolutely scary. Another, another pickup line. I have, I have an N95 mask at home under my pillow. I got handcuffs there too. I'm not sure that's the greatest pickup line, but nonetheless, Mark writes, Dr. Lori, the most important show you will ever do for couples. Please make sure the podcast is on your website. So yes, all podcasts of all shows go up on my, uh, on drlaurie.com on SoundCloud and also on iHeartRadio. So you can pick them up at any time. Uh, to listen or have somebody else listen if uh, if you'd like uh, like that and um, well next week uh, we I'll continue to uh, you know to take your concerns and your calls and your uh, your texts and I will um, n- next week I'm going to start talking or answering some of your uh, sexual concerns as well just at the beginning of every show because as much as uh, yes we're focusing on this and it's hard for everybody people still have questions and I just uh, I, I want to be able to answer those as well thank you so much for listening to uh, Passion tonight and for the, the whole week thank you for your time thank you to our technical producer Nicole I want to thank our Passion researcher Linda DeLisi feel free to connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito B-E-T-I-T-O or uh, through my website at drlaurie.com where you will find the podcasts as I said and you can email me through there as well or just email laurie at drlaurie.com and I'll be happy to answer your questions coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV National News have a good rest of the evening stay safe, stay healthy and remember to live your life with passion <laughs>